This podcast is made possible by the generous contributions from listeners just like you. If you have the means and you'd like to contribute, click on the link in the show description to go to my supporter page. Once you're there, it's completely up to you how much you'd like to give. There's no minimum and no maximum and no ongoing charges. Enjoy this episode and thanks for listening to The Saturday Quiz. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hi there, this is the Saturday Quiz. My name's John Leary and as always I'm going to ask the questions from the quiz in the Saturday paper and my guests are going to answer them. The two people with me this week are about to perform together in the Australian premiere production of Milt by Simon Longman. This mercurial, darkly funny and deeply human play tells the story of friendship, purpose, loneliness and a cow named Sandy. Welcome to the show, Lawrence Boxall and William McKenna. Oh, hello, Johnny. Hello, Hello, John you two. It's so lovely to have you back on the podcast. It's lovely to see your face and hear your voice. I'm no, indeed. so happy to be back, and I apologise to any listener who is sick of my voice, um, but happy to be back as a guest. It is so nice to have you back on this side, or well, on the, on that side, I guess, <laughs> of the microphone, of the podcast, no longer asking the questions. For those who don't know, maybe, what we're talking about, uh, Will took over as host of this podcast sometime last year, uh, so I could go and have a exciting family holiday. Yeah, and how was yeah, that? Now he's back. Oh, it was amazing. You went everywhere in Italy, didn't you? Went everywhere, pretty much everywhere in Italy. Yeah. There are statues of him now in various, you know, piazzas around the place, celebrating my but like six holiday. foot tall as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, life size, life size. Exactly, that's right. That's what I meant. Now we're not talking about me though. We're talking about you, and we're talking about the play Milt, mm. which is on at forty-five downstairs, yeah. which is located in the easy to remember. 45 <laughs> Flinders Lane in Melbourne. And it's downstairs. It's and downstairs. it's downstairs. <laughs> it's downstairs. Tell me about Milt. Yeah, Milt is, it's it's a fantastic tragicomedy. It's about, yeah, these two boys in rural Herefordshire, for those who don't know where Herefordshire is, it's the county that sort of borders Wales. So it's like very West England. And all their mates have sort of left and gone to the big cities and, uh, you know, Will's character, Paul, has gone to university and then come back home to this tiny regional, uh, almost hamlet, if you will. And Snowy, my character, is this, you know, farm boy, um, sort of city mouse, country mouse style thing. And they're at this crossroads where they're leaving teenagedom, entering into early adulthood, and everyone else has gone away. And everyone seems to be doing so much better. And they're trying to search for meaning in this sort of expanse in this beautiful expanse of of the countryside and then one day they come across a giant cow lying down in a field really poorly and just for something to do to add some direction to their lives so they can feel they have an effect on something they decide right we're going to heal the cow and um it's sort of, i should it's bit, i should add that the cow is massive too. the cow is massive it is a gigantic <laughs> okay. cow 
and yeah and so it's about them and their sort of experts trying to heal the cow um wow. while dealing with a bunch of other stuff so it's the way i sort of describe so, it is it's like banshees of inishurin meets waiting for godot if godot was a giant cow named sandy okay <laughs> interesting but the cow is in this play we are not saying a thing until you come and see it oh okay i see no spoilers oh, for cowdom far out yeah wow no. great well i can't wait to see it previews start next week on the 28th, 28th I think yes. that's right. And yeah. you run until the 10th of March. I tell you Come what, on. it's it's a kind of a perfect night out because it's less than 90 minutes, this show. And you get a yeah. whole package deal, a whole full meal of a play that is yeah. both funny and um, the, the tragedy part of tragic comedy, um, but also <laughs> will make you feel um, good and highly relatable. It's just yeah. damn, it's damn fun as well. And it's like oh, curtains nice. up at 7.30, you'll be out by nine, you know, it's great. Oh, easy, <laughs> great. Home by 9.30 and the, you send the babysitter <laughs> home. Good. Now, as you both know, you especially, Will, uh, will remember that on this podcast, I ask my guests if they have a favourite piece of trivia. Do either of you have a favourite piece of trivia that you would uh, like to share? Okay, yes. so last time I had, I didn't have one and I was embarrassed, I think is the word. Uh, so I have one now. Um, oh, you've come prepared. I've come prepared. <laughs> this one I um, heard last week where Australia is wider than the moon. Oh, really? Did we know Australia this? Australia is wider yes. than the moon. So I wrote it down. So the moon sits at 3,400 kilometers in diameter, while Australia's diameter from east to west is almost 4,000 kilometers. Wow. wow. Isn't that insane? Wow. That's cool. So if that, you, I like that very much, thank you. So yeah, you, you drive from 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 coast to coast. You've driven the the moon. <laughs> yes. Yes. Wow. Wow. That's cool. <laughs> uh, what about you, Larry? What's your uh, bit of trivia for us? Um, that McDonald's once created bubblegum flavored broccoli in order to get kids to eat vegetables. Are what? you serious? Yeah. And what happened to that technology? That wonderful, wonderful technology. <laughs> Where is that, that? Can I buy that? Yeah. I've got. I know my my knowledge of this is really really limited. I I, th I think it was in you, America. You know that much. I know that um, much. Apparently, else? um, they they never disclosed how what what the true bubblegum flavor was, how they added it to the broccoli. All we, all we know is they they did and they trialed it, and wow. um, they tried to make veggies more appealing, and uh, it did not work. Oh, so it didn't work. So it, they they yeah, didn't do it. Yeah, I think they, I think they introduced it. it like very briefly and then scrapped it. Um, wow. I mean, you don't you don't go to McDonald's. That's not why you're going to McDonald's. You don't go yeah. to McDonald's to get <laughs> your your vegetable intake, do you? And like, really, why bubblegum on not anymore? Like, you know, you could go for you know sweet and sour or something, something that seems more in the realm of something that would traditionally go with broccoli. But just the you, you know, it, yeah, it true. Just a bunch of kids just chewing on their broccoli, not swallowing it. You know what I mean? <laughs> Being like, if I swallow this, it'll trying to blow bubbles with broccoli. Yeah, that. Cursed. Maybe broccoli flavored bubblegum is next. Oh, yeah. hello, Willy Wonka. Maybe. <laughs> okay. Thinking about it. All right. Well, they are both quite bonkers uh, pieces of trivia. Thank you. Thank you very much for providing those. Shall we crack into the quiz? Oh, let's. I'm so let's excited and terrified at the same time. Let's do it. All right. Question number one. Which 74-year-old singer-songwriter this month entered the Billboard Hot 100 for the first time since 1997 with the song 
Turn the lights back on. Do you know this? To turn the lights back on. Is that the song? I don't know. Lights will be on. Turn the lights back on. Turn those on. What seventy-four-year-old? Seventy. Yes, seventy-four singer-songwriter. And they, they, they got on the billboard with that song. Well, I don't know what on earth you're both singing, but yes, the title <laughs> no, we, we, of the we song... We were just making up lyrics, hoping and, yeah, and melody. Yeah, I don't think Will was. I think you were, Lawrence, Oh, I definitely was. I think I'll admit I actually that. thought he was singing an actual song. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, okay, no. Johnny Mitchell is... that is Johnny Mitchell did not write that one. Well, I know that I know um, Tracy Chapman, like, entered back on... Yes, with that, fast that's cars. Right. But how old is Tracy Chapman? Tracy Chapman is not that old. Not that old. Yeah. Sounded a bit defensive. Seventy-four. There, John <laughs> <laughs> well, on her behalf. <laughs> I mean, she's not here. Is she just like waiting in the zoo? Sorry, she's, Tracy. Or now it's awkward. I was going to get her to, you know, do a number. Uh, <laughs> she's not going to. Right? <laughs> but also, the the song "Turn the Lights Back On" is titled "Turn the Lights Back On," not "Fast Car." So it's not <laughs> Tracy Chapman. <sighs> yeah, you know what? Yeah, I should have seen that coming. Yeah. Yeah. Um, can you Let sing it? Let me tell you, you this. You this artist... No, I don't know oh, it at right. all. This artist has had three Billboard number ones in their very long career. Okay. The first in 1980, then right. 1983, and then 89. Their last song in the Billboard 100, which was, if you remember the question, in 1997. Mm-hmm. Right. That song was a version of Make You Feel My Love. <gasps> you know that? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Do you know who wrote that song? Oh, Bert Bacharach? I don't know. No, but it is a, ve- a very famous singer-songwriter. I, I, I have absolutely you, You're probably no more... Idea. Do do you know the song that I'm talking about? No, you're, I don't think I even know that you, song. You've heard Adele atrocious. sing it, yeah. Yeah, have you, I? you you would have heard the Adele version. The the Adele. Come on, Johnny, one give us a give us a power <laughs> Give us a power ballad. Not a chance. Um, <laughs> no, that was actually written by Bob Dylan. Oh, oh, was it really? But this person, oh, released it before <gasps> oh. Bob released. It. Could it have? Could it have been Dolly Parton? Oh, that's an, another Isn't interesting guess. Got a resurgence now. Oh, I don't know. Seventy-four. Um, Seventy-four. Barbara Streisand. No. These are some you... camp answers. <laughs> shows, shows it's it's funny. To. All the people that you've been naming have been uh, lady singers. Oh. Aha. Uh-huh. This is a man. Is a man singer. Oh, is that Mr. Wonder? Who? Stevie Wonder. Oh, Stevie Wonder. <laughs> Mr. Wonder. <laughs> well, they haven't been introduced yet, so Mr. he has to be Wonder. Mr. Wonder. Uh, it's not Stevie Wonder. Oh. Uh, I'll give you another clue. Okay. This will definitely give it away. <laughs> Ready? In February 1974, that's the first time that they appeared on the Billboard charts. Right. With a song called... Oh, here we go. Piano Man. Oh, Billy Joel. Oh, Billy Joel. Billy Joel. Oh. Of course it is. Billy Joel is back in the charts, baby. Wow. I love that man. Oh, cool. So, wow. Turn the Lights wow. Back On is Billy Joel's new hit. Yes, because he hasn't written, he hasn't done a new song in, in ages, right? He, he mainly well, just does his, his old collection. He does his back catalogue. I saw him at the MCG oh, brilliant. About a year and a half ago, and I was the youngest person there. By a I long way. It, it was a hoot. Was it? It was great. 
I mean, people were standing up and then sort of like arching their backs and sitting back down. But <laughs> I was up. I was dancing. Wow. It was, he knows how to put on a show. Yeah. Do you think it was as good as uh, Taylor Swift's show or better? Oh, don't bring Taylor Swift up. Oh, no? When Lawrence is here. Oh, why? why? Oh, no. We're going to get into some dark territory. How? D- no, I don't want Swifties coming after me. No, I loved it. I watched it. I saw, I went to the, her third night in Melbourne. Did you? And Immaculate. Yeah, insane. Yeah. It, she has really stepped the game up and every um, act in a stadium tour needs to follow that. Wow. And that she has set the standard. Did she do Piano Man? No, and neither <laughs> did she didn't sing no? Turn the Lights Back On. But there were lots of lights on there were. in the stadium. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they didn't need to be nice. turned back on. They were on from the no, get-go. No, they were on the whole time. My God. <laughs> All right. Very well done. You finally got there. Billy Joel... Uh, is back in the charts with Turn the Lights Back On. Question number two. What colour are the stars on the flag of the European Union? Oh, uh, they're <gasps> yellow, aren't they? They are yellow. Very well done, Lawrence. They're yellow. Do you know how many stars there are? Uh, oh. Um, or can you describe the uh, flag for me? Yeah, well, it's it's a big circle of stars. In the middle of a blue yes. blue background. Very well done. Uh, yes, an azure field. With y- an uh, azure field. Well, that's that's how it's called in uh-huh. uh, in flag parlance. So it's oh. an azure field with yellow stars. Is it sixteen or seventeen? It's not. It's neither of those no. numbers. No, no. Then that case, Let me I've tell got you no this. idea. Is it eighteen or nineteen <laughs> or twenty <laughs> or is it twenty-one? <laughs> oh, you're close. You've got the numerals in the wrong order. It's twelve. Ooh, okay. Okay. Moving along, question number three, true or false, all rhinoceros are herbivores. Ooh. Oh, they got to be, right? That's got to be true. But what if, what, if they, what, what if one came across just like a dead bird and thought, you know, it's Thursday, I'm feeling adventurous, have a little nibble. I mean, I know, I've never, I don't watch them closely. Yeah. I'm going to say true. I'm, they have to be. They look like nice plant you know, I'm, eaters. I'm going I'm to say it's probably true, but I'm going to say false. You're going to say false just to cover the bases? Just to so be that- contrarian. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Well, just I'm to- just thinking there's there's so many different kinds of rhino. There's like Sumatran rhino. There's like black rhino. There's uh, wide or white rhino. Uh, surely so you, some the- of them eat some kind of m- meat. <laughs> what? I, I, I mean, I am puzzled that <laughs> because William is... Uh, correct, of oh. course. They're, they're herbivores. What, <laughs> why? I am intrigued as to why you think there'd be some. There'd be one. Yeah. You, you know, one species of rhinoceros that might. Well, it's like have you know they're become a, a carnivore. Might, it might be omnivorous, <laughs> not a carnivore, but like omnivorous in that you know desperate times they call might have, for desperate measures. They might shank something and eat it. We, we just don't know the private lives of rhinoceros. Well, these there, days. We, there, there are cannibals exist, and we didn't think humans would yeah. eat other humans. No, but oh, hang on, that doesn't make that sense. doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> this is not where I thought this question was going to go, or or indeed the answer. Was this isn't where go. I thought this podcast would go. <laughs> Because I started with the clue that I was going to give you is yeah. that the 10 biggest land animals yeah. are all herbivores. Oh, well, if you had said that, oh, I wouldn't so, like a numpty, would I? <laughs> so, I mean, rhinoceros are enormous. Yeah. They rank uh, in, in terms of size and weight yeah. after they, they come fourth. Yeah. So the white rhino comes fourth after the Whoa. three elephant species. Yeah. Uh, so... 
effectively they're second in you know in terms of which land animal is yeah. bigger but so my question my follow-up question was going to be why do herbivores outsize carnivores on land because vegans are right <laughs> <laughs> if you want to be massive be a vegan i don't um no do you know well, I mean, plant-based like, protein. What I will tell you is that it's a matter of resources and how to obtain them. So, I was going to say, a, are there just more plants in the world? There, yeah, there is a lot of plant matter on Earth, which is relatively easy to obtain. You know, it doesn't run away and it doesn't yeah. fight back. So, if an animal is adapted to grazing, the resources are plentiful. And once an animal once an animal gets big enough, past right. a certain size. It basically doesn't have any predators. Yeah, right. But yes, right. for for land carnivores, yeah, it's a different story. There's less to eat. There's fewer animals to eat. Plus, being too big or too large would be detrimental to agility and its ability, an animal's ability to right. to catch prey. Oh, wow. But wow. interestingly, that equation flips in the water. So, yeah, plant matter is much less abundant. Mm. So, it's the carnivorous animals that dominate in, in terms of size. Yeah. And the herbivores are the little ones. Wow. So, I mean, we know that the whales are enormous. Yeah, they're pretty big. They're the biggest things. <laughs> and they're, they're all carnivores. Right. But they, they eat really, really tiny things, which mm. is nuts. But, yes, the southern... They eat nuts? <laughs> <laughs> they, if they can get their hands on them or their oh, flippers right. on okay. them. Cashews? Okay. The, the southern elephant seal, which counts as a marine animal rather than a land animal, is so massive or mm. can be so massive that they can actually outweigh a rhinoceros. Wow. Oh, isn't that nuts? That is nuts. So there, there's the nuts. elephant seal. <laughs> <laughs> elephant seals can be up, up to, I think, 5,000. Yeah. Kilos. Oh my god! Oh my god! That's so big. That's so big. But this is good to know that because I'm bulking at the moment, so it's good to know I just need a plant based diet. You just need plant based, and you just need enemies to will leave me alone too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the haters will hate, but they'll think twice about trying to eat you. I think. Thanks for that, John Leary. Uh good. All right. Uh, where were we? I believe we're at question two. No, <laughs> no we are not going backwards. We're up to question number four. Here we, Here go. we go. 19th century British physician Thomas Hodgkin's uh-huh. name is most commonly associated with what type of cancer? Hodgkin's so lymphoma. A nice, cheery question. Hodgkin's lymphoma is correct. Yeah. Well done. Well done. Thank you. Do you, do you know anything about Thomas Hodgkin? Um. Born in 1648, he invented apples, and um, you know he was a bit of a philanderer. You're way off. Oh, he, okay. He no, quite quite notably not a philanderer at oh, right, all. Right. Okay. Actually, yeah. <laughs> like how that's the thing you pick up, and not the fact he was born in 1648. No, yeah, you're about 200 years early. <laughs> what I appreciated in researching this guy is that he described the disease that mm. bears his name, Hodgkin lymphoma in 1832 in a paper titled On Some Morbid Appearances of the Absorbent Glands and Spleen. So... Wow. He was a writer too. Okay. (laughs) It took took people a long time to say anything back in the olden days, didn't it? 
It did. But just morbid appearances. Morbid That's, appearances. You know, gross. All right, question number five. Thalassa, Proteus, and, <laughs> and Triton are three of the 14 moons of which planet? Um, I'm going to say, well, what planet has 14 moons? Well, that's the thing. You've got Jupiter oh, obviously sure. has a great many, but then Saturn also has like quite a quite a substantial number, I believe, as well. But I think Saturn's mm-hmm. but Saturn is a lot more than fourteen. A lot more than fourteen. Um, Pro- oh. Proteus, Triton, Proteus, Triton, Triton. and Thalassa. Yeah, and Thalassa. The, I reckon Proteus and Triton are, are going oh, to so, get you there. Yeah, no, it's Neptune, know, isn't it? Neptune. Neptune. Yeah, because it's the aquatic gods or something. Very well done. Yeah. Yes. Bingo. In Greek mythology, Triton and Proteus were sons of Poseidon. Yeah. And of course, Poseidon is uh, is the Greek version of the Roman Roman Neptune. Neptune. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, I've read Percy Jackson. Yeah, yeah, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> So, yes, given that we uh, derive the names of the planets from the Roman gods mm. and the moons are usually the offspring mm. or, or the, you know, mythological offspring of the of the gods. So, is, is Triton um, the Roman or the Greek? Triton is both. Oh, it's the same in both languages. Yeah. Okay. Triton was the name of one of Poseidon's sons. Huh. And then over time... The word Triton, or the name Triton, uh, came to be the word for any kind of merman. Kind oh. of deal. Yeah, I've seen Little Mermaid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the moon Triton was the first moon discovered orbiting Neptune hmm. only a couple of weeks after the discovery of Neptune. Oh, they worked fast. Oh, wow. Yeah, they did. Well, you'd hope if all your telescopes are pointing in the right direction, you'd pick up one or two things like flying around, I suppose. Sure. <laughs> you know, Neptune was, apart from Pluto, hmm. Neptune was the last planet discovered. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was so, in like 18, 1846 or something, wasn't it? Someone it was like weird. Yeah. Sure, <laughs> you remember you were there. Yeah, I uh, was, and so was um, so was Hodgkins. He was there. Oh, so um, yeah. He just finished perfecting pears, and he was moving on to his next. He was two hundred and fifty years old. That's yeah, he was very old by that time. Took a long time doing apples and pears. Uh, it is the only large mo- Triton I'm talking about now. Is the only large moon in the solar system with a retrograde retrograde orbit, which means that it orbits in the opposite direction of its planet's rotation. And because of that, it is thought that Triton is a dwarf planet that got captured by Neptune's, uh, what do you call Gravitational pull. Wow. Whoa. Yeah, yeah, I've seen Lord of the Rings. (laughs) And thus completes the trilogy of that joke. I don't know how that one relates, but sure. Oh, dwarf planet. I don't know, I went somewhere with it. Dwarf planet, I see. Right, dwarves and elves and hobbits. Good, got it. We're going to take a quick break. We will be right back. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to the Saturday Quiz. I'm joined today by William McKenna and Lawrence Boxall. And we are up to question number six. Theodore Geisel is the given name... Of, and this is a multiple choice. Oh. Do you want the options? Or have you got a guess for me? I yeah. love when my guests guess yeah. before they get okay. the multiple May choices. I guess? Yeah. Is it Teddy Roosevelt? You think he changed his <laughs> surname from Geisel to Roosevelt? You said it's better. <laughs> well, I would. <laughs> it's not Theodore Roosevelt. Uh, Lawrence, do you have a guess? Um, Joanna Lumley. (laughs) (laughs) Nor is it Joanna Lumley. What if I gave you a clue and said it is an author? Theodore... And did they change... Oh, can can we have... Did they change both names? Uh, they, they do not use their name. At all? At all. Okay. Can I get a, um, a contextual, uh, time period era? No. No. Okay, see you later. Bye. Um, Stephen King. Okay, Stephen King is okay. your guess. And my guess... William McKenna? Is... Who wrote the Bible? <laughs> God. Oh, sorry. Whose who's real name was Theodore Geisel. Yeah. So, well done, Will. <laughs> oh, I think it's Roald Dahl. Ah, interesting. All right. Good. Good guesses. That can't be a real name. Here Roald are the Dahl. options. <laughs> is it A, Mark Twain, B, Lewis Carroll, or C... Dr. Zeus. Uh, so neither of your options, not, neither Stephen King nor, who did you say? God. Roald Dahl. <laughs> You're not even listening to me, are you, John? I'm on mute on your podcast. Okay, is it too obvious to go for Dr. Zeus? Because I, I do remember knowing, that I, I remember that is not the real name. Yeah, Seuss and I, I, I don't think, and one of the options was Roald Dahl? No, no, oh, that no. was that, that was, was <laughs> Will's made-up option. That's right, which okay. is incorrect. It is in- yeah, okay. Um, Same as yours. Yours is incorrect. What? Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll will d- tell you this: all those names, Mark Twain, Lewis Carroll, Doctor Zeus, they're all. Uh, I was going to say non the plumes. Yeah, right. Mark Twain was made mm. up, but so mm. was Lewis Carroll, and so was Doctor Zeus. And one of those gentlemen was named Theodore Geisel. I'd go Dr. Zeus. I'm going to go crazy and go yeah. Lewis Carroll. Okay. Well done, Lawrence. It <sighs> oh. was Dr. Zeus. And in fact, Zeus was his middle name, which yeah. was his mother's maiden name. I think it's pronounced... Uh, isn't it supposed to be pronounced like Seus or something? No, Zeus? no one's doing that. Oh, okay. <laughs> even, cool. if you, even if it's supposed to be, no one's doing that. If I said... Oh, is it Mark Twain, Lewis Carroll, or Dr. Suez? Would you you would have gone? You're pronouncing it. I know, but like like when it when it was in the middle name, like the, his mother's name. That's all right. Do you know the nom de well the real names of Mark Twain? Obviously not, because it was an option on. This. Is it Matthew something? No, uh, it is Samuel Langhorne Clemens. Uh, yeah. Oh yes, that's his real name. Yes. And what about Lewis Carroll? Uh, any any ideas? Well, he took a break from Joanna Lumley. fruit, but Hodgkins. <laughs> good, it wasn't good. Hodgkins. Good, we're doing too many bits. <laughs> Very good. It was Charles Lutwidge Dodgson. Oh, yeah, I'd have changed that. 
Yeah, I, mean, I think we all would have. All right, question number seven. In mathematics. So here we go. Oh, boy. Are we, are we oh, all This is my strong suit. Prodigies? Hated maths. Why are you laughing? In mathematics, <laughs> is pi a rational or irrational number? Irrational. Because it never completes itself. Right? That's wow. my definition yeah, of irrational. That, that actually is... Correct. And if you want to see this kind of dynamicism, come and see Milt. (laughs) It'll be there for like an hour 15 or so. You can get pie afterwards. How do you know that? Uh, I went to school in England. Did you both go to school in England? No. No, No, actually, John Leary, I went to school in Australia. Thanks, Lawrence. You just sound like you went to school in England. (laughs) Because apparently I've got a a British accent. Really good. Um, I'll tell you what. I know the first 10 numbers of pie. Go. That's my hot... um, Hot party trick. Um, three, three point one four one five nine two six five three. Wow! Wow! Yeah, Tell and then th- it's five nine after that. Tell me the last few digits of pi. It goes it goes two. Oh, actually, I can't remember those ones. It ends in a one. <laughs> That's two, right? <laughs> I don't know. No. So, well, can either of you explain what a rational or irrational number is? Oh, if you cut back because to I me looked in- this up, I'll be honest. In researching this quiz, I looked what rational numbers are and irrational numbers are, mm. and I got so depressed mm. because I could understand what they were, but I, I, it's still, still. Is it is something to do with I can't divide in on itself or something? Yeah, nice. It, it yeah. is something like that. I, I, in anger, I think I closed the tab. <laughs> of the, uh, <laughs> Generally, the only reason why I remember any of this is because it's the part of maths that when you're talking about it, it actually doesn't involve numbers when you're talking about like irrational or rational because uh-huh. you're talking about the concept of it and not the numbers. And yeah. That's- Lawrence, so much of life is mathematics. Oh, this is what my. they're trying to teach you in year eight when they're teaching oh. you trigonometry and all you want to do is go home and scream. <laughs> yeah. I am going to move right along to the rational question number eight. <laughs> we think. Leo Fender... Les Paul and Adolf Rickenbacker were designers of which musical instrument? Guitar. More specifically, electric guitar. Oh, well, of is course. the right answer. Very well done. Oh, that Lawrence, makes sense, doesn't it? Do, did you know all of those names? Yes. Are you a guitarist? No. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you know that they were names of guitar makers? Oh, electric what? guitar makers. I don't know. I don't know how I know that. But well, Fender, I mean, like Les, Les Paul is so is so famous, and like Gibson is so famous, and I I did know Rickenbacker as well. Mm. Um, oh, I didn't say Gibson, yeah. which is oh, interesting what did you say that you said Leo Fender? Fender. Oh yeah, Fender. Yes, Fender, Les Paul, and Rickenbacker. I feel they're they're just synonymous with it, you know. Yeah, yeah, they are. His name is Leo right. Fender. Leo Fender. His name is his <laughs> real name is Clarence. Leonidas Fender. And you said there was an there's an Adolf in there? Yeah. How Adolf Rickenbacker. So yeah, unfortunate. Right? And he actually changed the spelling of his name to be less German, but it was uh, <laughs> not that much less. <laughs> Alright, question number nine. Here we We're go. nearly there, folks. The Super Bowl fifty eight winning team are the Kansas City. What and there's a bonus point for naming which U.S. state the NFL team are based in. So it's okay. the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs is yeah. correct. 
Very well done. Do but you know that Kansas City, uh, William? Because how dare you go, to Taylor, Taylor Swift? How dare Tay-Tay. you? How dare you? No, I know it obviously because it's You're mildly racist. No joke. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not not even Genuine. mildly racist. I mean, the the name has been a, a source of controversy for years. Yeah, since the sixties. Really, there's several teams that are still like really. There are fewer teams now, but yeah. the Kansas City Chiefs have, to this date, resisted efforts from Native Americans and their supporters who object to the use of images and names in a manner and context they consider derogatory. But yeah, since the 60s, protests and calls for boycotts of various sports teams have had little impact until only a few years ago, in the like 2020s, yeah. when teams in the US and Canada adopted new names and mascots. The Washington Redskins mm-hmm. uh, took on the new name Washington Commanders. Mm-hmm. And the Cleveland Indians, they dropped their mascot first, who was known as Chief Wahoo. And he was that very cartoonish, yeah. uh, you know, cartoon of, of, a, of an Indian. Um, and then a few years after that, they became the Cleveland Guardians. Wow. Proving that it's Not quite easy to change. Yeah, it's, it's pretty easy. Just change. It's pretty easy. You it's just no do it. skin off your nose. And just in, do it. And in fact, the team, Kansas City Chiefs, when they were f- founded in 1959, they were in a different city. So they yeah. were called the Dallas Texans. Oh, uh, right. But they relocated to uh, Kansas City four years later. Well, they my played in the very first Super Bowl. Anyway. Oh, did they? How'd yeah. they go? They lost to the Green Bay Packers. Well, this is my... To answer your second question. Yes. Yeah, because so Kansas City is question, not in Kansas State, right? It so is correct. So is it in Texas because of... I, I like where you're going, but they would have kept the name probably if they yeah, were in Texas. That's a really good point. Uh, yeah. It was so just, that, that was one of the reasons that they changed the name because they were no longer... we not in... Texas anymore, Toto. So it's where so it's, <laughs> it's, so it's where the, nor were they in Kansas. Where the Kansas City Chiefs are where their bases? That's right. Where well where oh. is Kansas City? Oh. Um because Arizona? it's not actually in Kansas. There is, is a place called Kansas City in Kansas. Yeah. What? But it's not actually a city. It is counted as a suburb yeah. of the actual Kansas City, which is just over the state line in a neighbouring state. Oh, um... So, do you know yeah. the states that, that border Kansas? Wyoming. Mis- Missouri? Missouri is the right answer. I was going to say Arkansas, because I always think, like, Kansas and Arkansas are next to each other, but I, I yeah. don't know if they are. Missouri! They're, they're not. Missouri! <laughs> <laughs> Missouri is the right answer. Kansas City is actually in Missouri. That seems... All right. Yeah. Yes. Unnecessarily complicated. It is a little yeah. bit. All right. <laughs> we are up to the final question. Can question, I question. Wow. Yeah. Like, in terms okay. of point scores, we got all of them correct so far, right? You know that I don't really keep a score, but uh, in answer to your question, I guess. <laughs> Great. Yeah? That's good for me. I mean, I'll be honest... Seems like Lawrence is doing a lot of the heavy lifting here in terms of the answers. It's okay. In Milked, it's completely flipped. It's all Will, and I'm just like this side dish of wet lettuce that's there just to 
just to you know have some growth. Lawrence is five years, <laughs> fifty years older than me, so he just knows more stuff. Yeah, I, I'm five yeah. years older than Will, but we. St- w- what's fun about Milt is it's probably the only time that we'll ever be on stage together because even though I, I'm five years older than Will, we we go for all the same parts. And, and we went through like each other's sort of CVs. And we're like, oh yeah, I went for that. And oh, then yeah, we talked about all that. the other stuff that we, we went for and neither of us got. So it's probably the yeah. only time we'll ever actually work together. That is funny. And the last, um, but that's just due to my new writer. <laughs> you just refuse to. It will be the last time that we perform together, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I've so made come sure and of see that. it. Come and see yeah. it quick. <laughs> all right, question number 10. In what year of the 2000s did the Iraq War begin? It was well. I, I should know this because my dad was in it. Um, I think oh, your dad was, was in it. Yeah. Is your um, dad Saddam Hussein? <laughs> Johnny, no one is supposed to know, and the fact that you've said it puts me in a lot of hot water. Lawrence <laughs> went through so many different name changes. He was Dr. Seuss for such a long time, and Do now you know he's Boxall. How many times I had to go by like Tim Hussein and Roger Hussein, <laughs> Roger Hussein. Clarence Hussein, and then you went Saddam Boxall. Yeah, and then Saddam Boxall. it all came together. I was like, should we try Hodgkins? And that didn't work. And no, that didn't work. So we tried Joanna um, Lumley. That we didn't tried work Joanna either. Lumley. <laughs> It was it was a lot. Um, okay. Well, it, it no. Was, se- seriously, your your father, who was in the British Army at the time, yeah, ser- Army. served uh, in the in Iraq then, War oh, uh, twice. Wow. Yeah. Gosh. Um, I it was either like two thousand two or two thousand three. I'm pretty sure because I remember him being on deployment. It is one of those. It is one of those. Years. Correct. I want to say two thousand two because it was I think largely in response to nine eleven, which is two thousand one, and I don't know how quickly got the stuff turned around. Yeah. That's yeah. Was it? Was it? 2000 and well let's two? go 2002 then it was 2003 oh, but i'm gonna give yeah. you that, that oh, was, thank so you. you're right on it because you're right it was uh somewhat a response to 9-11 yeah which you correct happened in 2001 yeah uh, but it it sort of took the united states a little over a year a year and a half to get it together to decide yeah. to declare war on uh, the wrong country, on Iraq. Yes. Yes. Mm. So there were lots of people telling them that there was no, absolutely no connection whatsoever to yeah. Al Qaeda and and the events of September 11. And indeed, there were no weapons of mass destruction, which was, you know, the other reason that was given for yeah. the invasion uh, and the war. But uh, yeah, they did it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if there's one thing we've learned from this podcast is that America has a listening problem. They would make not very good actors. Well, with the whole, you know, na- the sports team names. And- yeah, yeah, sure. Oh, now I'm feeling ganged up on. <laughs> this is fun. Don't feel ganged up on. That was, uh, yeah, that was quite astute. Quite a lovely, astute observation there, Will. But if you would like to see Will get ganged up on, Milk is playing at 45 downstairs from the 28th of February to the 10th of March. Oh, very good. Lawrence Boxall, William McKenna, thank you both so much for coming and doing thank the quiz. Thank you, Johnny. Break legs with thank Milk, you, John which, thank as you, you said, has its first preview on the 28th and runs until the 10th of March. All right, fellas. Thanks, mate. Thanks a lot. See you next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Quiz. I hope you enjoyed it. Thanks to Lawrence Boxall and William McKenna for being my guests today. As always, thank you to the very clever Cindy McDonald for writing the questions. 
This episode was recorded on the land belonging to the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. I pay my respects to their elders past and present and acknowledge their traditions of sharing knowledge and stories for millennia on this land. My name's John Leary and I'll have more questions for you same time next week. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.